30, yeah, we back, nigga. 30, yeah, we back, nigga. 30, yeah. Go next. You are now listening to another Nick and 30 exclusive powered by Venture Season Network. Nick's tape. We here. What it is, what it do, folks. Your guy, Dope the Phenom, a.k.a. Trippy OG. Another one for y'all. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm tired. I'm very tired. They trying to kill me at work with all this grass, man. I'm not feeling it, B. But besides that, y'all, I got a special guest today. A real special guest. My guy, Glenn, the guy that runs Gen Z Insights. Make sure y'all go look at that on Instagram. And if I'm not mistaken, it's Gen Z Insights, Inc. I-N-C at the end. That's the actual Instagram. But I got my guy, Glenn, here. What it is, what it do, bro. How you doing today, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to get into some Knicks news today. Uh, obviously also very excited that the preseason starts in under two weeks now. That's a fact. Like it's, it's been taking so long and it's right here. It's knocking on the door. We see it happening and it's about to get wicked, but y'all know what it is. Other than that, before we really get started on the topic of today, introduce yourself, you know, let, let people know who you are real quick. We're going, we're going to do this now instead of doing this later on in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, like you said, uh, Gen Z Insights is the YouTube account I created. Uh, Gen Z Insights INC for Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just up and coming sports content creator trying to get get out a younger voice, a younger opinion uh, to a, a group of younger sports fans. Uh, really just trying to build it up, uh, get as many people to you know give me their opinions and see if if we are are the same. Or if it's completely different. Um, so really just try, just trying to grow my, my platform here. And if anyone can subscribe, absolutely do it. It'll help me out tremendously. And, uh, you know, we're going to be grinding as long as we can and until we make it. And that's the goal. So I'm very excited to be collaborating with you and just see where this takes us. Hopefully everyone who's watching it is enjoying it so far. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But in this case is whoever's listening to it, because that's where it all matters. We need those ears, people. We need those ears. So tap in, tap in, tap in. So I got you here. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the main topic. And that is my guy, Mitchell Robinson. His name has been popping up so much this week. So I said, hey, why not just create an episode around them? So before we get into it, how do you really feel about Mitch Robinson as like a fan? I don't know if you're really a diehard Nick fan or, you know, you're just a fan of, you know, certain players on the team. So how do you feel about Mitch? Yeah, so I, I think Mitch is a very good player and I think he has a, a lot of room to grow. Um, honestly, I'm not a diehard Knicks fan. I like to cover the entire NBA and try to be as non-biased as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we can both agree when the Knicks are a, a contender in the NBA, uh, the NBA is better as a whole. So it's great to see them back in the playoff run now. Uh, but overall, I think Mitch has a ton of potential. Uh, we'll get breakdowns, you know, of what, what I see he's good at, what he could work on. Um, but overall, he, he can kind of do it all. He just has to continue to get better and better at certain areas in his game. But obviously a great defensive player, great shot blocker, whether that's in the paint or even out to the three-point line. He can switch onto other defenders on the perimeter, which is, I think, one of the biggest keys for a center in today's game. 
That's one of the most important factors uh, in being able to stay on the court and being very effective. Uh, but overall, obviously, he's an athletic guy, um, a little durability problems here and there, especially with last year. Uh, but overall, he has great potential. And I could kind of see him being an Aiton style of player in the future. I do think if he had a pass first point guard, that would help him get into that position. Um, but I like that comparison, him and Aiden. What do you think? Honestly, I think that's a great comparison. Um, obviously, you know, Aiton's not jumping out the gym like no. Mitch, but it, I don't think Mitch is honestly going to be doing that as much. The fact that, you know, he added on the 60 pounds of muscle, like he says, hint, hint, with a little bit of fat. Yeah, here he goes <laughs> with that. You know, Mitch always got to be funny. But um, honestly, love that comparison. Uh, it, it, it's it's the perfect fit. You've seen how it worked with uh, – uh, the Phoenix Suns over there with, you know, CP3, Cameron Payne. Um, it, it's a good foot. It's a good fit. It's a good look. Um, honestly, I feel like with this up and coming season, we should see more of that style of him being out of fact, you know, he preached a lot about working on his inside game a lot, not just only being highlight dunks and stuff like that. So we, we'll probably see that type of style. That, that was a good one. I, I didn't think you would really say something like that, but that's good. That's good. A lot of people don't be watching it like that. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure to catch every game I can. Been been a huge fan of the NBA for five years or longer, like actually watching every game, not just a fan of the, of the game. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's a good comparison for him. Uh, I do want to see him improve his post game. Uh, I think he's a very good pick and roll partner, uh, but I think he could use some work on just, you know, having post moves and being able to score on smaller bigs or on just people who he's faster than, quicker than, and able to explode over. So I'm very excited to see what improvements he's made. Uh, did he say he got up to 275 pounds this offseason, though? Yeah, he definitely did. And like I said uh, just before, you know, he added on the 60 pounds of, uh, 60 pounds of muscle with that. So just like you stated, you know, with him working on his inside game and you want to see him, you know, really finessing the post. How do you feel with that new weight gain that we're talking about with the 275? How do you feel that would actually help Mitch? And it's a two part question. So how do you feel that would help Mitch? And do you think it's just torso weight that he added or did he balance it out? Yeah. So for how it'll help, first off. I think just with the durability factor, last year he got hurt twice, as of course you know that. Um, the first one, I think he was kind of a fluke injury with a hand injury. That could happen to anybody, no matter how much weight you gain, no matter how strong you are. Uh, those are going to happen to anybody. Yeah. Um, the second injury, obviously, uh, with, with his foot, that was a little bit different. Um, but that also can just happen to anybody, no matter how good you take care of your body. I just think overall, this is going to be the biggest factor will be it'll help with his durability. Um, and that's, I think, what you hope for. And as a, as, a, as a person who wants to see the Knicks thrive, I hope that's what it will help with. Um, overall, I think it'll help them uh, keep people uh, like centers, like say Drummond or Dwight Howard, some of these bigger centers that were stronger than him a few years ago, help them keep them off the offensive glass. Uh, but also be able to uh, work his way in the paint with having post moves and being able to overpower the undersized centers in the league. Um, with the second question, you said, uh, how will it help? Or you said it would um, really, did he build muscle in his torso or, you know, where were you asking really, where do I think he's gained that muscle from? Yeah. Like did, do you feel like it's just upper body 
torso like where he actually gained his muscle or did he actually make sense like make it make sense and say okay i know i had the foot injury i'm seven feet i need to balance this all out because you don't want to just be top heavy and then your legs is looking like pencil sticks because that just doesn't make sense so you know who, who knows who knows so i'm just asking you how do you feel about that yeah absolutely i think that if if he did just work up upper body, I think that's actually uh, going to hurt him more than it will help him. Like you said, um, being so top heavy, it really weakens the legs down low. Uh, from what I've seen, I've seen some pictures of him and he looks pretty thick throughout his whole entire body. Uh, I don't think it's just upper body. I, I would like to see a little bit more, you know, strength, muscle, you know, thickness in the legs. Uh, but I think he has improved there as well. And I think you will see a big improvement from a durability standpoint, a strength standpoint, um, and just overall, his ability to rebound a little bit better, his ability to stay in the game longer, average more minutes. Um, I think all of that will contribute to the work he put in this offseason. Definitely, definitely. Now, with having the extended offseason, right, we're going to backtrack a little bit with Mitch. From do you do you did you actually catch earlier games from when you know he was a rookie going into the next year into you know how you know previous year by year jumps for him have you have you been actually tuning in since then before I go into this question yeah so I, I've been watching his him since his rookie year I only caught a few of his rookie year games obviously a second round pick uh, not much was made of it until he started playing well. Um, so I really caught more games this last year of him than, than ever, um, even though he had the injuries. But I definitely ca caught a few games his rookie year, his sophomore year, but mainly from last year, to be completely honest with you. Okay, so I could break down the rookie year. Rookie year, Mitch is coming out as, okay, he's, he's, he's a kid coming out of high school. He didn't want to go to college. He said he's going to take a year to do his thing. After that, he gets drafted, and he's looking like one of the surprise picks that we didn't see happening at all. He's jumping out the gate. He's jumping, hitting reverses midair, slamming it. Like you said, he's blocking down low. He's guarding a three-point line, but he stayed in foul trouble. That was his biggest problem. He could not stay out of foul trouble. Then we get into last year. He's starting to produce a little bit more. He's starting to understand the game more, understand the spots. Now he's not in foul trouble as much, but derailed by injuries. So with the leaps that we see, do you feel like he will continue? And if he does continue, which I hope he does because I'm in that road of he will do it, how actually would this year be? Like what is the leap that he would take from the two previous years that we now know about? Yeah, so uh, obviously he, he's averaged around 8.4 points in his career thus far. Um, I think he can average more points than that. Like I said, if he had a pass-first point guard and he was in the perfect system, uh, he, this is a guy who I could see averaging 15 and 10, um, even 15 and 12 possibly. Uh, but because you guys really don't have a pass-first point, pass point guard, uh, Kimba's an excellent passer, and even D. Rose is a very good passer as well, uh, and Evan Fournier too, for that matter. Uh, but I believe he's not in the perfect position for him to thrive as well as he possibly could because you guys have so many young players and young talented players on the roster. Uh, but for this year, I do see a big improvement. As long as he can stay healthy, um, I definitely think he should be averaging more than 10 points a game. Uh, I would like to see an improvement from the free throw line, but obviously with his size and being a center, 
you really can't ask for too much more than what, what he's given you thus far. Uh, but I also see, see a, a growth in his rebounds per game. Uh, he's actually a very good offensive rebounder. I think he can increase both his offensive and defensive rebounds per game. I'm hoping to see at least 10 rebounds a game from him. Um, but really what, what really uh, has my attention is the fact that if he adds a mid-range game, even just a decent mid-range jumper, uh, he's going to be beyond what people even think he could be one day. Uh, that would be an excellent addition to his game, and it would make it very hard to guard you guys. Uh, if he can you know, pick and roll, dunk, layup, uh, obviously he's one of the most efficient players in the NBA doing that. If he can also grow a mid-range game and a three-point game, uh, he would be deadly. He would be one of the best centers in the game, I believe, with his defensive prowess. Uh, but for this year specifically, I just see an improvement in points, rebounds, uh, assist as well. Um, and I think his, his blocks are going to be around what they are. He already has a terrific blocks per game in his career. Uh, I do think that eventually for his ceiling, he could get up to that three blocks per game. But the reason why I think that is because he already has the paint on lock. Uh, he, he can get a lot of, you know, uh, close out, close out blocks. He can also just do one-on-one straight up blocks, but then really what separates him from these other centers, in my opinion, is the fact that he can go out and you know switch onto these perimeter defenders, or that he has the energy and just the the ability and the mental capacity uh, to hustle on every play, especially whenever the the ball gets thrown out to a perimeter three. Uh, he's always there, and he's he's terrific at at getting those three point blocks. And honestly, he's one of the best in the league I've ever seen. Uh, not ever as of all time, um, but as of recently in the NBA. I, I don't I can't really think of anyone who's too much better at closing out and blocking three pointer shots. Nah, honest to God, you you hit it on the nose with a couple of facts. And, hey, I ain't really got too much more to say on that one. <laughs> That's just Mitch for you, man. That's all the pros. But there is a lot of cons with Mitch in his game. And I would, I would have to say it would be, of course, it's, you know, key factors. You gain the weight, but how, how does it transpire into – what you're going to be able to do, what is going to limit you to do, how is it going to, uh, is it going to slow you up? Uh, being in the fact that, you know, you've been out for a long while, how are you going to run again? And obviously, you know, we've, we're hearing reports that, you know, Randall has been running scrimmages with Mitch and, you know, he's saying that he looks good, that he's ready to go, but what is, what is like, how do we know that you're ready to go? You know, how do you know yourself is ready to go? You know, you're going against certain people. Yeah, that's cool. You're going against, you know, in pickup games, but this is not that NBA intensity level yet, you know? So on this part, we would just say, what, what are a few cons that you see that Mitch could fix up besides, you know, uh, you know, getting that outside uh, shot or a mid-range shot besides that? And besides having a little bit of post moves, what would you say are some key cons with Mitch that, are, you know, a lot of people really don't take side of that he really could fix up to make him even better than what he is now? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've already touched on a lot of things that, you know, I think he could do better. Um, I do have a few more things in mind. Uh, obviously, not even talking about durability. I think that's the number one for him. Um, but from what I've seen from him, you know, he, he can be a little fumblish with the ball. Um, I think just holding onto the ball better, catching the ball better, uh, making sure he catches it before he goes to do something with it. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. I said he need them glue on them hands. 
Absolutely. And I, I honestly think that's one of the biggest factors, uh, just holding on to the ball, catch it, and then make your move. Don't make your move and then catch it. And I think that's just something he's going to get better and better at. You know, being being a seven-footer, uh, it's easy to say, you know, have better hands. Um, but when you're that big and long and your hands are so big, uh, it, we would never be able to imagine what it would be like in his body. Um, but other than that, obviously, free throw shooting, I think that's a huge deal. Uh, 49%, that, that's not very good, like I said, for a center. Um, you can't really knock him too hard for it, but I would like to see that percentage go up for him as well. Uh, but what, what do you think? What are some things that he could really improve on? I know you've watched probably almost every single one of his games he's played in. Um, honestly, I feel like the reason why he got his foot injury is because he doesn't have good foot placing when he's going off of his landings, whether it be a block, whether it be him dunking. He doesn't have good foot placement and he needs better footwork. So that way he doesn't have that problem again. Like uh, on top of that, he has to work on his lateral movement a little bit more. You know, he, it, it's, it takes him a while to get to it. Like if you really pay attention, he has like a, I want to say three to four second delay on how he switches. I don't know why he does that. I don't, maybe it might be the, the fact that he's seven feet and he's doing what he's doing, but that's not something I'm used to seeing. And I feel like that's something that needs to get, you know, shaping up. So with that, um, another thing is like, he needs to actually use his length to his advantage. Like I get, you can, you know, go ahead and block a shot and you can go ahead and reach out to a defender, but use that length to actually draw the defender more to the help defense. That way you can get off of like, mismatches you know what i'm saying get off that mismatch be able to switch back to your man that way there's never confusion and never no empty gaps there's never nobody in the you know what i'm saying no no uh open man in the paint and then after that you got your man being able to pick back up on his just in case he may have got beaten with the length you have you should be able to move that opponent whichever way you want you gotta understand as long as your arms are and the fact that we know that you're quick and we know that you actually can get steals like like that as well. And I need that. I need to see his steals go up. He needs to work on his steals. That is something that needs to go up because he has the length, like I'm stating. So those those are a couple of cons that he could actually work on that I see in my favor. You know, that would make him an extra elite defender on top of the, uh, you know, already what he is. No, absolutely. I can completely agree. And I, I think to that point, too, uh, just using his length and, you know, having a, a better basketball basketball IQ uh, it's, it's the game's going to start slowing down for him in a few years you know he he started this is his fourth year he's going into so it's going to start you know slowing down he's going to get you know a better and better IQ I think a big thing is is staying out of foul trouble like you said earlier I believe you said um, I think that is honestly another one of his biggest weaknesses and if he can just like you said use his length use his space and his IQ staying out of foul trouble will definitely you know go to help the Knicks this year and in and, and becoming a, another you know, going on another playoff run this year. Definitely. It definitely would. But I want to, I want to go ahead and bounce back on a, on a comment you stated before you saying, well, you saying that, that, that didn't even sound right. Let's go ahead and at the end of the day, you stated that, you know, Mitchell is a good player, but he doesn't have per se a pass first point guard. Correct. That's what yes, you said. Sir. He doesn't, he doesn't have that, so that wouldn't unlock his potential. Now, would you say that, yes, maybe that is true, but 
maybe also that this may be a difference changer because he do he he do he does actually have two point guards well you want to say three now when you add in deuce he has three guards that actually sits there they want to push the uh they want to push in transition they want to make sure that the you know the, the ball is moving at a quick rate everybody's getting touches but at the end of the day knowing that we have the type of weapons we have and the way that we could unlock certain people's potentials do you not feel that maybe the same way D Rose took a back seat, Kimba wouldn't do the same thing to make sure these guys got it going, knowing that Kimba could get his shot going and get his points by any means necessary if he needed to? We're going to start with Kimba first. Yeah, so really I think with Kimba, uh, he's going to have to change his game a little bit for you guys. Uh, I think he he might actually start to be more of a pass first guy, like you said, knowing he can get his bucket whenever he wants, trying to get others involved. I think that is the best route uh, for the Knicks' success this upcoming season. Um, I I just think that Mitchell he won't unlock his fullest potential possible if as if he did have a say a Chris Paul or a LeBron James or you know a, a Luka Doncic, someone who is a pass first guy. Um, but I do think that. With with the additions that they made with the guard position, I do think he's going to get very close to unlocking his full potential. And if it's not this year, it will eventually happen in the upcoming future. Um, I think he's a big piece for you guys going forward. And I really do like that Kimba addition. Uh, obviously, a lot of people, you know, talk bad about him. They say he was hurt. They say he's too small, uh, but he's a straight bucket. And he's going to be a great ball handler for you guys. He takes care of the ball very well um, for the most part with how much the ball has been in his hands in his career. Um, and I think he's a very good, very good pickup for you guys. And did you guys, if I'm not mistaken, did you guys pick him up on the minimum? Um, honestly, when it comes, you talk, you talking about with, um, with Kimba. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, we, we got him out, uh, after the buyout. Like he got bought out by uh okc and then after that i think we had i want to say we had like 10 million left in cap space so we just gave the rest to him for two years Mm. yeah i couldn't remember if you guys get you got the got the minimum for him or if you ended up giving cap space but yeah either way 10 million is a good contract for kimba definitely definitely now let's go ahead and uh break down how you know, maybe D Rose can help break uh, uh, break out Mitch into, you know, the player that we see him being. Because if you look at last year, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one part I can't remember. I don't really vaguely remember them having any playing time together because by the time D Rose got there, I think Mitch was already hurt and out for the count. I believe so, too. Yeah, so how do you actually feel that would be? Because now, like I said, not only does he have Kimba, he has D Rose as well. Yeah, and with D. Rose, uh, I love the fact that he's in New York. Uh, obviously, an OG, honestly, when you think about it, uh, with, with the career he had before he got injured, he, he was one of the best players, uh, best point guards we had ever seen. Uh, he was literally more, more explosive, more athletic than Russell Westbrook is right now, which is absolutely insane to even think about. Um, but I honestly, he's a great player. He's, he's the type of guy now in his career. He doesn't care about his stats. He just wants to win. He's going to do his job to the best ability he can. Um, and if that means sacrificing some shots to get Mitchell more open, um, he can absolutely do that. He's a very good passer as well. Uh, Rose is the type of guy who can average, you know, four to six assists, uh, depending on the situation and the style of play you guys run. Um, I think I even like D Rose, you know, a little bit more than Kim at this moment, just because I know that, 
D Rose is, is completely unselfish. Not saying that Kimba is, um, but I just know uh, heart to heart. I know that D Rose does not care about stats whatsoever. And he's going to do whatever he can to help grow the team. And if that's getting Mitchell involved, he's absolutely going to do that because I guarantee uh, you know, we see the potential of Mitch just from the outside. Imagine the potential they see in that locker room. Um, and I'm sure he's going to be a big factor for you guys this year. And I'm, I'm hoping he can stay healthy and make it to the playoffs. I think he's a, a big factor against some of those big centers in the playoffs as well. Definitely, definitely. Man, it's, it's going to be a crazy, crazy season. And it's getting closer and closer. But being that, you know, Mitch had this long 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 stretch of not playing do you honestly feel and i always ask this question when i bring his name up do you feel like with training camp and going into preseason before opening night where we have like an established starting five do you feel like him and nerland's noel will have to battle it out for that starting position that's a great question actually uh, i think that there definitely could be a, a play for the starting position uh, but if I'm the Knicks, I'm starting Mitch. Uh, yeah, I feel like he has more potential at this point, more upside, younger. Um, Nerlens is a young player too, and he's he's a very good backup center. I think uh, for the value of his contract, he's an absolute steal. I think he he'd be valuable to any team as a backup center. But I just think the route you guys are going, you guys have so many young players, and obviously Gen Z insights. You guys have a ton of Gen Zers. Uh, on your roster this year. And <laughs> I, I think going, going towards the future, I, I would just continue to build up those young players, continue to see them grow. And I think that will end up impacting, you know, the Knicks as an organization more uh, than playing Nerland's Noel. I, I promise. And I guarantee that he's looking, you know, for some big minutes, some big you know time to shine. And if he, if he had the opportunity, I believe he would leave the Knicks as soon as he was offered a big contract. Whereas Mitch, I feel like he's a little more ingrained into the Knicks system and someone that they believe in and they want to see thrive. Definitely, definitely. Um, there, there's no reason why we shouldn't want to see him thrive. And I, I honestly believe we didn't give him the extension yet just for the fact we just want to see if he can stay healthy. That's, that's what I'm honestly thinking at this point. How do you feel about that? No, it's exactly the same. Uh, I think that's uh, as a franchise and as someone who wants to see the franchise do good, that's the smart decision to make. Uh, it's unfortunate for Mitch. You know, I'm sure he absolutely wants that extension, that security, uh, but it's a smart play from the Knicks. Make sure he is healthy. Make sure he can stay durable. Uh, if he can and he continues to show improvements, uh, you give him that extension um, as soon as as soon as you guys think you're ready. Um, but I, I do want to know, do you, do you would you rather have Mitch start or do you think Nerland's um, could possibly end up, you know, battling it out and getting that position. Um, it's kind of a toss up for me. And that's that's crazy for me to say, because at first I was just straight like, you know what? Nah, I need I need Mitch to start. You know, I felt the same way as you. But then I thought about how long it's been since, you know, he's actually played a game, you know, so I don't know how he's going to be. Maybe we might want to you know, ease him back into it. Like maybe like the first 10 games, we could start it out with Nerlens Noel, you know, then ease him back in. All right, cool. Then switch it up. But of course, again, another iffy for me is this weight that he's added. Now, if he sits there and he's just bullying Nerlens Noel the whole time, then, hey, it is what it is. But if it makes him a step slower, that would go back into what I just previously said and, you know, just easing him back into the game. Um, other than that, it's 
it's it's really a toss up because they're both good. They do the same exact things. It's just, you know, we all know Mitch can jump out the gym and he's, you know, of course younger, but he has the potential to to actually surpass where he is now. So it's 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 really a battle. It's gonna be a battle period for everybody, of course, in general, but it's definitely gonna be a battle. But overall, Mitch should be starting. If I'm not mistaken, Mitch should really be starting. If not, hey, no matter what, we know what we got out of no uh Nerlens Noel last year. So we know we're gonna get the same type of uh intensity and the same level for him again. Other than that, let's go ahead and talk about this, right? We talked about certain players that could possibly help Mitch unlock his potential. But with Mitch being back, with Mitch, you know, getting ready for his rebirth, because that's what I like to say when you come back from a dramatic injury <laughs> or, you know, a situation that where uh, where it may lead you off these uh, off this New York Nick team some way, somehow, in some shape or form, whether it be via trade or you just don't get re-signed, however, you know, however we do it. How, how do you actually feel Mitch could help out certain players? Like, do you feel Mitch has potential to help out other people besides other people trying to help him out? Yes, I know we looked bad last year in the playoffs because, you know, Clint Capella was just killing us down there. We needed Mitch at that very moment. But I'm not talking about in that standpoint. The same way how we feel certain players could help, you know, with his development, who can he help? while being, you know, on this floor? Yeah, um, I think that's a tough one. You know, when you think about it, you break down, you know, basketball, you never really think of how the centers really impact the other players because, you know, typically, unless if you're like the joker, you know, you're not getting everyone involved. Um, Overall, uh, I really just think he can help the team and not even uh, even necessarily a player other than uh, the guards that you guys have you know, with the pick and roll, um, I do think he's a solid screen and roll partner. So obviously he can help them with uh, opening up more, le- opening up more opportunities, getting more assists to him. Um, so kind of, kind of a situation where they're both helping each other. Um, but overall, uh, it's hard to really pinpoint a, a player. Overall, he's going to help the team because he's going to get more offensive rebounds, which means more opportunities for the other players. Like I said, screen and roll opportunities, uh, setting screens for even players that aren't, aren't even on the ball, off the ball screens, getting players more wide open that way. Um, I, overall, that that's how I kind of see him helping. Um, but what do you think? Like, is there is there a certain player or two that you think that he could really, you know, bring the best out of? Because I, I honestly, I just hadn't thought about it in that way. Honestly, I feel like the, the main two that he's really going to help unlock their potential is, uh, I want to say RJ and IQ, whenever he gets paired up with them. Of course, you know, he's going to be paired up with RJ. But, um, I feel like with RJ, he's going to get that feel of how he was with Zion back in Duke. Like, he's going to be able to, you know, come off the dribble, boom, boom, come around the pick, lob it up, boom. Or come off the dribble, uh, Mitch right there, Mitch see him, pass it back out, boom, hit the three. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 a, it's a good setup to where that, you know, where they could really ping pong it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially with having all these weapons. Like I said, you already have three guys in the starting lineup. If they get hot or even if they don't, you already got a double team with Kimba, Fournier, and Randall. You got a double team, three guys in the starting lineup already. And then if RJ gets going, that's already the whole uh, – that's already – you might as well say that's the whole lineup. You got a double team. You know what I'm saying? So you have that. Now, if IQ 
can get paired up with Mitch ever in, you know, rotations or however you may be when it comes to a situation on the court. I feel like we get to see how he was uh, really working on that developmental skill with his playmaking that we kind of got a glimpse of in summer league. So if you get where I'm going with that. So we really get get to see IQ tap into his playmaking bag, really see that point guard, combo guard, really, you know, come to light that a lot of people question to this day. You know, a lot of people just feel IQ is just, you know, just a scorer. That's all he could do. But he actually is, you know, a modern day combo guard that a lot of people have forgotten exists. So I feel like those two are, you know, two people he could definitely um, help their game out to, to the max. No, I agree. And a quick shout out to IQ there. I, I think he has the nastiest floater package I've ever seen in my life. I can't lie. Definitely. I, I yo, when we drafted him and I seen it, I was like, bro, he can't miss. He just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, seriously, every time he did, I was like, yep, that's going in. When he missed it, I was like, wow. Yeah, he's gonna make the next one. He's gonna make the next <laughs> one. Like that's all that's all I kept saying from that. But um before we you know wrap this whole thing up, who what matter of fact, not even who, what are key matchups you're looking forward to just to see how Mitch is gonna react to it? Yeah, so so first and first off, and I, I kind of want you to you just say something back to this or respond to this rather. Uh, honestly, my first one is against the Hawks and Clint Capella. What do you think about that? I'm very intrigued to see how they match up in that matchup between those two. I feel like with Mitch, knowing what we went through, knowing how the city reacted, knowing how, you know, they're really established, uh, really trying to establish this whole rivalry again in the NBA you know, with incidents of Trey Young coming out the, you know, WWE and Madison Square Garden. So it's a they're really building this this whole this whole play up. So with Mitch, I feel like the fact that the, he must even feel that the team knows and he knows that they needed him at that time. He's going to give it his all like that's when he's going to show out the most. I feel like that's when we're going to see that potential really unlock. And then on top of that, that's going to be a game where he has to be utilized like out of like out of that whole game. He's going to have to be utilized, not the most, but definitely a massive amount. So I, I, I definitely can't wait for that. And besides, the re- it's the revenge game. We got to win that. So come on, Mitch. Go hard. No, definitely. And uh, with, with the Capella, you know, matchup, I think he has the potential to go for tit for tat with them. Uh, you know, if they if they run a lob, you know, to Capella or some kind of play for him, you know, I'd like to see the, the Knicks come back down and, and do the same thing back. Uh, Capella is a very good center in this league. He doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think. Uh, but neither does Mitch. And I, I think he's one of those players that are come up and shock a lot of people, especially the people sleeping on the Knicks, the people who have called the, the Knicks a bad franchise for so long. Um, they could they could talk, you know, all their stuff before. Uh, but I believe here soon they're going to start giving you guys your respect because, uh, I don't see this team uh, missing the playoffs, at least for a few years, with all the incredible talent you guys have. Um, but I do want to I do want to mention that that other matchup I am interested in. And uh, from a New York Knicks fan, I, I am really interested in how you feel about this. Uh, how do you feel about the matchup between the Knicks and the Nets? Like, do you consider that a massive rivalry or is it not? And also, um, 
I really think that that's a good matchup for the Knicks with Mitch in particular. Uh, obviously, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I would have to say right now the Nets are the most talented and I probably see them being the best regular season record in the league next year, barring injury. Uh, but I do think, you know, they have LaMarcus Aldridge now, uh, but besides him, he's getting a little older. He's not going to play 30 minutes. Uh, besides that, their next biggest guy is honestly KD, but Paul Millsap. I really think he could take advantage of that matchup, especially when LaMarcus goes to the bench. But yeah, like, let me know. Is that like a huge matchup for you guys? Is that a, is that a huge rivalry now uh, because of what happened with the free agency a couple of years ago? Um, honestly, it was always going to be, it was always going to be a rivalry, but to me, I, I can't speak for the masses, but for me, I feel like it's a huge rivalry just for the fact of, there's too many different storylines. You have the storyline with Kimba's the baby Kyrie. Then you have the storyline of uh, Katie and Kyrie didn't want to come to the Knicks, so they went to the Nets. Then you have the storyline of the, the the unsung hero of, uh, you know, Julius Randle and, you know, with the help of R.J. Barrett, you know, Batman and Robin putting the Knicks on their back to sit there and make them relevant again. Uh, D Rose coming back to the garden uh, for his second stunt reemerging, helping us with the playoff run. So it's too many different storylines. And then the main factor of it all, you know, which team is the best New York team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> with us, we mainly, well, not with us, with, with me, I really see it as, okay, now we have a legitimate subway series in the NBA now. So that's how I look at that. Those I look more so as, all right, that's the Subway Series, Atlanta, Boston, Miami. Okay, those are the rivalries. You get what I'm saying? Like, we're going to always be a rival with the with the next hometown team just to see which one is better. Absolutely. And uh, as a Knicks fan, I, I can't imagine what you're going through whenever you heard about, you know, Kyrie and KD possibly coming over. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about you guys getting the number one pick that year and getting Zion. Um, I just want to throw this kind of in here uh, just because, you know, we're talking about the Knicks. I do believe if RJ stays with the team, you know, if he continues to improve like I think he can, I think he could be a 20 points per game plus scorer, you know, in the league one day. Uh, I do think that Zion is not going to be happy for the New Orleans Pelicans. I really think he's going to leave. Uh, I, I just don't see him loving the lifestyle there unless if he just decides to be one of the one of the few loyal guys in the NBA, uh, I definitely see the Knicks as a potential landing spot for him whenever that time comes. And I think for you guys, if you guys continue to you know build this young talent, get better and better, um, it would be pretty exciting to see Zion and RJ team back up for the Knicks. I think, I think that would be amazing for you guys. Honestly speaking, I think that's what we all we're all waiting for at this point. Uh, there's no reason to sell short. There's no reason to pull a you know, mellow 2.0 type of trade. No, you know, no disrespect to Carmelo at all, but we don't need to do that again. We're in the right direction on the right path. So, you know, now it's just time to play smart and just get better and better day in and day out every chance we get. So that's that's really what it boils down to. And then honestly, that to top it all off, why, why wouldn't Zion want to play here? You feel me? So for all that, if I'm not mistaken, because they're in year three, that mean next year after that year they would be free agents, correct? I believe so, but yet you know how it is in the NBA, man. With the contracts, um, you you miss out on so much money by not by not signing that qualifying offer. 
I believe it's qualifying offer or uh, just the extension offer, whatever they call it. Uh, you lose so much money, leave so much money on the table by not signing it. Uh, so I, you know, honestly, I could see him signing that because of the money he can make. Um, but I think that second time when that second contract is up is whenever, you know, he's going to be hot on the free agency market. Uh, there's going to be so much talk about it. And especially it's, I guarantee it'll be connected with the Knicks, just especially if RJ stays there. Uh, the only thing about that is you guys do have Julius Randle. They're very similar. Obviously Zion is at more athletic and you could say he has more potential because he's younger and he was such a star in college, but uh, really that that's the only issue I see there is that you have Randall. So you, you might have to move on from him if that was to come. Uh, but that's, you know, that's six years down the line, possibly uh, you guys want to, you know, show, show that you guys are for real right now. And that's what we're talking about. And that's what I'm excited to see. I honestly think you guys have so many players with chips on their shoulders. And I think, that that mentality, that ability to just go all out, give every single ounce of energy, that's going to pay so big in dividends this season uh, when the other teams are just kind of slacking off, not giving it their all. I guarantee the Knicks are going to get some wins that people do not expect purely off of just hustle, energy, and excitement from the crowd. Well, that's a guarantee. That's what we ended up doing last year, but it's going to be – extra extra crazy now because you know we know that odds are against us again and it's like okay we even got better and y'all still not giving us the respect that's needed so that's just that's just regular Nick's way you know that's what we do we got to beat the odds they're so used to us being down and out so now we got to prove them wrong a lot of people feel last season was a fluke so we just got to do it again but we're going to do it 10 times better um other than that, that pretty much wraps it up, bro. Like, we turned up. There's not really any more Mitch questions I can really come up with because we basically broke down his whole livelihood of being in the NBA <laughs> for these three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, definitely. Well, not even three. What is it? Uh, what, what is it? Four now? Four now? Yeah, four, right? Yeah, four. Yeah, this, will be, four. this will be his fourth year. Yeah, yeah. year four, year four. So it's, it's wow. I can't believe it's already year four. Time flying. <laughs> like, I just really had to think about that. Like, wow, it was year four. Other than that, y'all, it's been real. It's your guy, Dope the Phenom, a.k.a. Trippy OG. I thank y'all for tuning in again. Make sure y'all do, y'all do justice. That's been the slogan of the week. Y'all do justice. I just like how that rings. Make sure y'all go to that link tree that's in the bio. Make sure y'all click it. Make sure y'all follow both of us. Meaning follow Nick and 30, follow Gen Z Insights. Make sure y'all do everything that y'all gotta do. You got anything you want to say before we head out of here, bro? Oh, not really, man. I just want to say thank you again for having me. Uh, it was a blast talking to you about it. And you know, you give me more insight on the Knicks. And that's all I want to do. Want to grow my knowledge base, uh, be able to, you know go talk about any team and be able to talk from the first guy all the way down to the 15th guy. Uh, so I just appreciate you, you know, dumping some of your knowledge onto me, uh, letting me know what you think about the Knicks upcoming season. Uh, but overall, yeah, whoever's still watching, thank you so much for watching. Like he said, make sure to subscribe to Nick and 30. Also subscribe to Gen Z insights on YouTube, uh, follow our socials, like comment. Uh, we'll definitely be, you know, interacting with all you guys and we appreciate all the support you give us. Uh, but other than that, just thank you so much for having me on, man. No, nah, definitely, definitely. And then, like I said, this one right now, we hitting the audio waves, we hitting the listeners. But the next one, when I have you on board, 
we definitely got to go to YouTube route. So I hope they ready. You think they ready for it? Oh, they're, they're, they're definitely going to be ready after they tune into this one. I, I'm definitely ready. I can tell you that. Definitely. So it's going to be lit, man. Again, I thank you for joining in. For everybody, again, for listening, y'all the best. Make sure y'all know that nigga in 30s lit. Make sure y'all follow Gen Z Insights on IG. Make sure y'all watch the latest blog that's out featuring Kev Easy from Steelers for 7 podcast. Make sure y'all listen to the last episode that, that was out featuring Nickstape.co. We super lit. And right now, I'm about to be out because I got to take a quick nap before I got to get back on and go live tonight for all sports podcasts. You feel me? I got to go live again at 10 o'clock. I'm going to take a nap, y'all. I'll be back. Holla at y'all. Y'all been good. Niggas be bugging this coke to shock, make the feds hot. Two face when that lead pop. Face soft and I send the drop in the back of the trap when the speakers knock. Feature film up the reboot stop. Crash market, wait on me to flop. Mike Jack on my thriller bop. Moonwalk while you skip the rock. Hop step, flame on any block. Crossfire while I spin your top. Slow mo, got a diddy bop. No capping, I'm hunting for real. I wanted, I get him my kill. A hundred to pray for the will. Cause Jesus not about to pill. All roads and hell. Red dot, no fear. One hit without a care. Reaper still death still. My nigga, we moving and loaded up. Get back into it. Slide framed up with bag improvements. Cash route, see the wide grooving and running and running. Big step and moving. See them gold bricks, go pack and move it. 2.5, get you back into it. All profit, that's straight shooting. You know, Pluto, sumo, kudos. Oh, black, get pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, sumo, kudos. Oh, black, get pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, Sumo, Kudos, or Black Hip Hop, no Bruno. Anime shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, Sumo, Kudos, or Black Hip Hop, no Bruno. Anime shots, no Fudo.